How are you sounding? I, I'm always relatively happy with how I sound. You happy with how you sound? I, yeah, I'd, I'd say so. How are you? Uh, I've got like a slight nasally sinus thing, which annoys me. This yeah. is my voice. Yeah, that is your voice. Actually. What it's can I do? I've noticed that. It sounds gluey. the Movable Lot Podcast, episode number 50. 50. Five zero. Yes, yes. I'm Corin. I'm Kushal. We did the introduction. Wow, it's going so well for the first five seconds. I'm, just, I, I'm boosted after the last hour of faffing around with this fucking mixer. It's recording as well, by the way. It's recording. Say, wave at the camera. Am I in that? It looks like it's pointing over there. Shit. Look at that. <laughs> that is wide angle. That's zoomed in. That's zoomed in, though. Okay. It's, it's much wider than that. No, that's fancy setup you've got there. Much like yourself. Sorry? So that's Wi-Fi synced to your app on your phone. Yep. And you can see me on your on your app. Yes, I can. <laughs> Indeed. Creepy. All the specific information that I need to know. Look at that. So you can take your phone anywhere and watch whatever your camera is filming. Even my iPad. My iPad could be the monitor. Yeah, creepy bastard. <laughs> We're on episode fifty. How does that make you feel? Uh, good, I guess it's a uh, it's it's good milestone for M- Movieville as a as a thing. Yep. Um, I'll, I'll feel better once I know that we've got a, had a good show. We'll see how it goes. Yes. So. So. This episode, I've seen you a lot this week. I know it's been really fun. It's been nice. Yeah, it's been nice to see you. Um, okay, you're making it sound weird now. We um, had a story session on Thursday. Story workshop, we call it. Oh, yes. Um, and then yesterday we went to watch Justice League. How was that for you? Story workshop. Yeah. Um, very enjoyable, I think, when we get into it a bit more. We are writers uh, and filmmakers, I guess, and film monk, uh, filmmakers kind of encompass the whole... Well, you are. I'm a filmmaker. I would not ever want anyone to see any of the stuff I've made as film. So therefore, I'm going to say I'm not film. I'm not see, film. I, I still haven't seen anything you've made. So I know. I, I that's, that's by design. But see, the thing is, yeah. you're always going to be critical of your own art. You don't understand. You don't understand. You, have you made porn? No. With just yourself and nobody that's else? That's a good idea. Porn with just myself. Yeah. Is that what you don't know? That's see it? not. Wow. But you can only watch it live. <laughs> oh, you a camera? Is that what you are? <laughs> okay, let's go. Um, Great how show. I, how I know you're not finding a job. <laughs> that income, though. This is what I say when I say I'm working from home. <laughs> um, yeah, it was good. I think um, it was very kind of fruitful. It was once we start getting into it uh, and kind of creating a structure of something that we can actually start writing about, it would be, um, it's going to be good. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next few sessions. Yeah, it's good for me because I've got this uh, whole, oh, I've got this whole um, <clears throat> framework for assessing and structuring stories, which I've been putting together for a few years and I'm hoping that it's useful to other people. So it's a nice trial run to see if those things work. Yes, so we even saw each other yesterday. We went to watch Justice League. 
Yeah. Justice League was the film that at least I've been waiting for for the last. When did when Batman v Superman come out? Last year, at some point. So about a year. Yeah. I suppose I've been waiting for this film. Okay. Um, was it worth the wait? Absolutely, it was. Okay. Um, am uh, I as excited about it as I was yesterday? Probably not. Good review. But it is definitely. It was pretty easy to say this. The best DC film that's come out so far. Uh, 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 no. The best ensemble DC film that's come out so far. Man what, of Steel doesn't What, count. do you think it's better than Suicide Squad? Nothing's better than Suicide Squad. <laughs> of course it's better than Suicide Squad. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> uh, I want you to... Wait, hold on. Are we getting into this first? No. no. Let's do a catch-up first. Hi. Hi. I thought we are catching up. Sorry. Um, so you've got Narcos on here. Have I? Yes. Uh, I finally got through the first season. I'm very slow, very behind everyone. And it's, it's, okay, it's probably a better way. Awesome. That's just what I've been doing. Um, and uh, the other half's loving Orange is the New Black. Um, and it is it's just great writing. It's not Grey's. It's not, um, I know it's the same production team, but. Yeah, it's, it has moments of um, greatness. And then the rest of it is just enjoyable and funny to watch. And there's things about it which annoy me because it's a prison. Yep. Uh, but sometimes that's used. It's a girl's prison and a uh, women's prison. Girls, what the hell is wrong with me? It's a uh, <laughs> fucking hell. <The> females. <laughs> got that accented voice in my head now it's a girl's prison you know so like they got their own prison too it's good uh the girls and the boys yeah so sorry it's uh but it's this prison is a serious place and i don't know if they sometimes take it as seriously as they should but it's interesting i don't know how much research they did before they made it it's still a good watch and um like i said mother half loves it she just it's always her first pick when it comes to let's watch something Bojack, you've quick got thing. heavily into it now. Yeah, quick thing on the Orange is New Black. I watched it. Me, both me and my other half started watching it. Yeah, uh, she was more into it than I was. We continued watching until. So I didn't say anything because I thought you hadn't watched it. No, no, no yeah, we okay. haven't. So we cool. don't. We haven't. Played, how far are you into it? Oh well, uh, third season or something. Oh okay, I can't remember which season we got into, um, but. Piper's character really started grating on me and I didn't think it was <laughs> worth continuing to watch anymore. Okay. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, I couldn't, couldn't do it. So I stopped watching and there were more interesting why? things on Netflix. Why did I stop watching? No, why did she, Why was it grating on you? She's, do you remember what you were talking about Girl Boss? Do you remember yeah. Girl Boss? Yeah. She's reminiscent of that kind of character. Yes. There's absolutely no reason why I should feel empathy for her and I'm sure her, her character is written this way of course I don't care for her character anymore she does nothing that helps herself she's just a dick she's a tool she's an entitled bitch basically. <laughs> well yeah that's disgust uh, in it and I'm, I'm sure um, you know I'm not speaking for the actual person who is based around talking about the character um, but I think if that's how it's supposed to come across then the actress does an amazing job. Yes. Um, to do that. But um, I just couldn't 
continue watching it because I I was getting bored. Okay, but the characters in that show, absolutely love the characters. What did your other half think? She loves it. Did she carry on watching it? No. Oh, but not because you don't want to, just because it's kind of dropped off. Taylor Schilling. That's her. That's it. She's awesome. Yeah. And what's her name from that seventies show? Uh, yes. I don't know. With the deep voice. Yeah, yeah. She's awesome too. Yep. Well, there you go. That's the that's all the credit she gets. Bojack. Bojack. Probably. And I guess this might be again tough to say because I think I haven't watched a lot of animation for adults. Wow. Um, We're there again. Fuck. I was just I was trying to word it a different way, but it just still <laughs> it still came out that way. Um animation for the elders. Fuck, I don't even know anymore. Grown ups. Grown up. The Grown up, up the, animation. The porn industry has killed the word adult. Yeah, I I I still construe it as what I think it is, but yes. Yeah, okay. people just don't. Anyway, one of the best animations I've seen. Um, I, I used the word weeping the other day, as in meaning crying. Yeah, I would. And someone said to me, "Don't say that word." I said, what? "Why? Because it's gross." No, it's not. Jesus, you what? And everyone else went, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And I was like, "Oh, so the porn industry's ruined the word weeping I as well." I had no idea that weeping was a thing. Fucking. Let's not get into it. <laughs> Bojack is probably one of the most. Um, it's pretty yeah, one of the I'm not saying the most one of the most heaviest animations I've seen heaviest? Um, heaviest the last episode I watched what do you mean heaviest? as in emotion- up content. emotionally oh yeah okay yeah um, the stuff that it addresses and the stuff yeah. when you've watched the first few episodes it's like oh this guy is just like a washed up Hollywood star who is struggling with um, addiction and this kind of stuff but then it takes that subject and really goes into the root of the problems yeah. and it explores that shit yeah. and it breaks it apart and it really gets to you and stuff like, you know, anxiety and depression. <laughs> again, they tear it apart and they get to the root of the problem. And it's like, th- there's a lot of resonance, I think there with, especially myself and I'm sure you'd, you'd find a lot of it there as well as um, it's the way he feels about certain situations and, how he tries to deal with it or not deal with it. And then he just gets worse and worse. And there are, there are, when you get later on to the, into the episodes, you'll start seeing it. There is no, doesn't look like there's any way out for him. And he just gets worse and worse. And it's, I can't, his, the expressive nature of this animated horse (laughs) is, is unlike anything I've seen before because, right. um, Even the, so the latest episode I watched, it's not really a spoiler. Yeah. He has to um, go to a film festival and the film festival takes place underwater. Um, and the obviously underwater is like a whole other kind of nation. And it's kind of basically they're saying it's kind of like Japan. Right. Um, okay. But he's wearing this kind of oxygen helmet thing. And everybody else is kind of speaking their own language. They're like, blah, 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 blah. Like this. Rude. Hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he, the entire episode, there's probably like, three or four lines of dialogue in the entire episode. Yeah. Um, and I won't tell what happens. Actually, I might as well tell you. So the, it's only until the very last second of the episode, he realizes he has to press a button on the helmet <laughs> to talk. Um, and the entire episode, he could have said stuff to people, but he just didn't know. But it was such a, uh, a, a 
a deep episode in the sense that in so many ways, in terms of how I'm not even going to go into it, but just when you get to that episode, tell me and then we'll talk about it. But it's what season is it on? Three. Okay. Season three. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm loving that show right now. And I think I might have to watch it another time just to kind of link it all together again, because when you first watch it, you don't think much of it. And then you start seeing things and you understand his character and, and then Will Arnett just, he um, just is brilliant. I, I can't even, he doesn't even, <laughs> okay. yeah, he's a legend. Uh, so notable stuff. What have you done or seen or uh, that you thought, yeah, let's talk about that. Every time now I watch the Star Wars trailer. Yeah. I can't get what you said to me out of my head. Well, so what have we were sitting in the cinema? So we were sitting in the cinema. Uh, what do we go to watch? Um, oh, um, um, it's on there. One of those films. Murder on the Orient Express. Was it that? Murder Dead. Possible. No, it might have been one before that. Oh, anyway, we went to watch a film and we saw the trailer for Star Wars. Express. <laughs> we went to watch Star Wars. Nope, we went to watch this film and uh, the Star Wars trailer came on. Yeah. And then you were telling me about this theory. Well, yeah, uh, all... I've since been online and lots of other people have the same, have come to the same conclusion. Mm. So I'm not claiming are we... credit, but I did think of it independently. So I'm happy with that. Are we mentioning this theory? Yeah, why not? So the theory, yeah, let's fuck it up for everyone. So <laughs> It's not come out yet. So it's Especially not a spoiler. if it's not true. Yeah. So the theory is that Ray, correct me if I'm wrong here, is Darth Bane. Is that right? That's not my theory. Okay. Is that the theory? Well, you see, that's that's another theory. Okay. Uh, I I think so. So sorry. Okay. Right. Mm. So I was thinking. Do you want me to say? It? Yeah, you say it, and then I'll tell you what why I think why I believe that based on the trailer. Okay. So it was all based on one line, which is Luke talking about how he's only seen this level of power once before. Yeah. But after com- after thinking about it and watching the trailer another fifteen times, it makes sense because of other things in the trailer. Especially if you listen to the sound editing, which is what I was trying to get you to do that day, but it was a different trailer. But if you watch it again, you'll hear something that just sounds like, "Oh my god, they've just given away the whole film." It was that Luke said he's never seen this level of sound before. You can't hear it, can you? This level of sound. <laughs> this level of sound. <laughs> it's so loud he hurt his ears. Uh, <laughs> Luke said he's not seen this level of power, this type of power, whatever, uncontrollable thing before. Now, initially I thought he was talking about Vader. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, And I thought, okay, yeah, yeah, it could be Vader, but then he's Vader's son and all that power. You know, I mean, the Sith had their own way of trying to genetically progress uh, their line by having people that were descendants of great siths um and so that sort of if it was if it was vader that he was talking about then he is the descendant of that person yeah but there is another person that's not very clearly spoken about yeah yep and that is palpatine okay uh and palpatine's goal was to was the same goal as darth bane and we don't even know because it's never, ever, ever been discussed or clarified in any of the books if the spirit of Bane continued throughout those lines because of how Bane, in quotes, died. 
Okay. But you haven't read those books? No. So, okay, that's... They're on my Kindle. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything. Okay. Um, Three books, right? Yes, Bane trilogy. And then uh, what that led me to was, well, yeah, Bane Bane is how when people spoke about that. Do I have to have read anything else to understand it? No, it's just, you can just read them straight out. It's brilliant. Uh, Bane was one example. And the other example was, um, well, Palpatine, because Palpatine, um, his, learned a lot from his master. His master was said to have also not died. Palpatine was supposed to have been able to also get the power of you know bringing people back from the dead which is why some people are saying oh he didn't die etc etc regardless of what happened to both of those people they had amassed a level of power which allowed them to take over the entire sort of galaxy yeah. so whereas luke has seen that power before when he faced the emperor yeah so why is the emperor's power if that's it then why is the emperor's power manifesting itself in ray yeah bad person so what I thought was, bad no, person. not bad person. What I thought was, well, maybe she was taken away hidden because she was Palpatine's daughter. She's got the English accent. She's got the perpetual frown. <laughs> she's, she's, there's, there's so many little things when you watch it again, which, which start to make sense. And she would be the genetic recipient of all those, all that power. Anyway, enough Star Wars. Oh, would you tell me what you were thinking yeah, yeah, after yeah. that? Because so, I want to know. So when you told me this, yeah. and I watched the trailer again, because you told me just before we watched the trailer, we watched it, and then you listen to the stuff that Ray says in there. Yes. She needs someone to help her find the way. Uh, and around her is, like, she's kind of engulfed with red light. Um, yeah. I'm and, guessing it's and Luke says, he, Luke looks like he's not going to train her. Yep. Uh, and looks like Luke's on the ground at this point, whether they've been fighting or not, I don't know. But Luke's been, he's on the ground, so yeah. maybe they've gone into a scuffle or something. I don't know. Um, and then Kylo's there. Whether or not it's just in the same scene, I don't know. But she could be talking to him. I need someone to help me find the way. But historically speaking, you know, we don't necessarily have to believe everything that's in the trailer. But then also, um, Snoke, General, is it General Snoke? Snokey Snoke, Snoke. Snoke, 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 yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He also says you have to fulfill your destiny. Yeah. Which, okay, that can mean anything, fine. But then what did it for me was the music. Because as he said that, yes. you hear this, the music turn from hopeful yeah. to ominous and yeah. foreboding. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really dark film. Yeah, and it's like, shit. And it's only when that happens, it's like, shit, she could be this person um it's going to be i'm really excited to watch it because when when we first when i when i first watched force awakens i was just kind of understanding or just starting to understand the law around star wars and these characters and who they were and 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 through speaking and obviously um being spoken at by your star wars lectures (laughs) um you just made me pop the mic right (laughs) you start to understand and see some of these characters and who they are and what kind of background they have in the universe. So I'm I'm really looking forward to the new film. Um, oh, good. Um, uh, but hey, did you see that? Actually, I don't know if we've spoken about this. They've actually, they're making another three films. Yes, I, I, I have not looked at the details of that story, but I heard that. But it'll be a separate universe. Oh, uh, well, not separate universe, separate stories from these. Cool. Which is interesting. Um, yeah. So. All right. So we're going to watch it on 
December fourteenth, which is pretty much the day it comes out. It comes out midnight before Thursday. We're gonna yeah. watch it on that day in Leicester at the where are we going? Sharkis. Right. So if there's any spaces left, we'll still see people there. Um, because there's quite a few people listening, which is I think notable. Yep. Uh, which we, I was quite surprised by the stats. There's a lot of people listening from all over the world. So hello to the one guy in Serbia <laughs> and the one guy in the Ukraine that's uh, downloading. Uh, it seems on a regular basis. Yep. Hello. Um, unless someone's using a Serbian VPN just to confuse yeah. our stats, like which is um, weird. <laughs> all right. Uh, notable. Harmon Quest. We had some confusion last month. Okay. When you were saying, oh, Harmon Quest, and they animate the bit on the podcast and all this stuff. And I yeah. said, yeah, they play Dungeons and Dragons on the podcast. Yeah. Um, and they mess around. And he said, yeah, they've animated it. And I was, I was like, I've never heard of this and not seen it. So I went to look it up. It's more It's more than that. Have you seen it? No. So I watched the entire first season. Oh, shit. Okay, Jesus. <laughs> it's awesome. Okay. It's so good. They've taken... They've set up a live studio audience. See, that's what I thought, yeah. And it's a studio stage yeah. and um, they play with special guests like Aubrey Plaza yeah, yeah, yeah. and Nathan Fillion yeah. and, you know, Kamel Nanjiani and yeah. people like that. So and they come on and they actually play. There's nothing, it's not It's not like a jokey thing and it's not like part of his podcast. Yeah. They're actually playing, slightly messing around, but they're playing. <laughs> and it's one of the funniest things I've seen for a long time. Um, it's not available in Canada. It's not available in the UK. Uh, really? so you'll have to just source it another way. You download in bastards. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Hitman. That was my one of mine as well. Um, so there is finally a Hitman TV series being worked on, um, by, and this is why I'm really excited. One of the writers that put John Wick together. And you know how I feel about the new John Wick film. Seen it as well. John Wick. Part oh, chapter two. Yeah. And? Loved it. Oh, uh, fucking nuts, isn't and it? I got Hina to watch it with me as well. How crazy nuts is that in film? In fact, me and Hina watched one and two in the same day. Right. That's a nice way to do it. Yeah. So those guys are writing a series, which it will be possibly a new Hitman series, and which is a difficult series to write because Hitman has no personality. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. character. And I there love the No games. charisma. The last one I played was Absolution. Have you seen Hitman 47 or whatever it's called? The Asian 47, the yeah. new film? No. It's all right. Was it? No, but it was all right. Be- better than the others. <laughs> okay. Okay. The What's this guy? What does he play? Who plays him? In the new film. The first one. The first film. Yeah, what's his name? Oliphant. Tim, that's it. Yeah. Timothy Oliphant, yeah. Timothy Oliphant who, who is a bit like, he's like the Shalak Khan of Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> Where every character just becomes Timothy Oliphant. Have you seen um, in a rage. The Santa Clarita Diet? No. Oh, he's in that, isn't he? Huh? Is he in that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and Drew Barrymore. That is, that's just like what I doubly don't want to watch it now. Why? <laughs> Why? It's two people I don't want to watch both in the same thing. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's an interesting concept for a show, though. Good reverse sale thing there. What's going on in the news? <sighs> Let's see. What is going in the news? Um, News or v- VPNs? That was from a news article. Oh no, what's this VPN thing? 
So we were talking about VPNs and how I'm trying to set a VPN up. On Why are you setting up a VPN? You're downloading bastard. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to set up a VPN so yeah. I can safely browse the internet. Safely? Yes. Okay. No, it's a good it's a good practice. Like you know, always recommend it to people. Yeah, because um, I'm I don't agree with downloading things. With the caveat that set it up yourself, don't tell me to set it up. Yeah. Because I, I come from a technical world where we know how annoying and hard setting up a VPN on a device can be and how often it will break. Yeah. So I so um me being me, so when I try and do something, especially when it comes to stuff like this, yeah. I try to do everything I can and I generally won't give up until I'm really frustrated or either tired. Okay. Um, and so yesterday when I got, got back from watching Justice League, uh, Hina was complaining about how the internet wasn't working because uh, it was working, but it just, uh, the VPN wasn't working because the VPN was overloaded or whatever, the, the server was overloaded or whatever. And so she couldn't watch what she wanted to watch. <gasps> I know. Um, which meant um, she couldn't watch anything. And uh, so then I, I spent the next three hours trying to fix it. Didn't work. Couldn't get it to work. And then I tried using, um, try hooking my Mac up to the VPN so I can share the VPN's connection. Right. That's even worse. Still couldn't do it. Um, this is this is the thing I don't understand. I mean, we are going through, we're putting so much work into trying to make VPNs work and um the you know people like facts federation against copyright theft in this country they are financing spurious articles in the media to try and tell people not to use cody uh what does that article say that latest one from this week this is the best article i've written all, all year Go on then. okay so i'm going to read it out some so the title of this article uh is if you have a cody box unplug it now now um, no, and it should probably be. Should I, can I say who it's published on? What it's published on? Yeah, it's published on the mirror. Mirror.co.uk. We'll, we'll, we'll put a link in as well. We'll put a link in for reference. Link. We'll do link, link it, send me link. So, flick me. Yeah, All right, links in there. edit what's, point. What's video games? Video games. Okay, so I'm going to read a couple of lines from this. Yeah. So-called Cody boxes have become an incredibly popular way to access illegal content. Oh, yeah. But they could be also, no, they could also be putting your home and house at risk. Wow. House According up. to leading anti-piracy campaigners. Whew. These set-top boxes appear like any other electrical device and will sit happily underneath your, happily, the box will sit happily underneath your TV. Happily, yeah. But they may well have come in from abroad and in most cases not been subjected to the proper safety checks. Okay. So, the best thing to do, to be absolutely certain, is to unplug your Cody box right away. Right now. Okay. Um, here we go. It's a, it's a quote from someone, a product safety manager at Electric Safety First. <laughs> we urge anyone with one of these devices to unplug it and stop using it immediately. Not only are these devices breaking the law, but they could also be putting your loved ones at risk. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Doesn't this apply to any of those stupid bits of shit that we buy from Amazon that are all manufactured in China that are not safety tested and we just get them because they're cheap? The cheap cables, the cheap adapters, <laughs> cheap everything. 
It's not just Cody boxes. This seems a, a reach. Here's another quote. Yeah. Alongside the risks of exposing your home network to damaging malware and your children to inappropriate content, I mean, that's everywhere, it should now be clear that the dangers these illegal devices pose far outweigh any benefit of having them. Does this article class as inappropriate content? <laughs> Why? Why? Because it's stupid. Oh, yeah. It's going to break your child's brain. I mean, I, I like the fact that it's in the new, that it's in the paper because so many people, I've said this before, use Cody boxes and think that, that it's just another content provider. Do you have Netflix? No, because on Cody you get everything and it's free. What? No, no, you're, you're, you're stealing. Okay. Moving on. Enough. I just hate all of these people. It's just stupid and no one should be, oh man, if you don't know what you're doing with the VPN, stop setting one up and, and it's just, I can't believe how much work we go through to be able to, en masse, like thousands and thousands of people are stealing and watching, downloading videos and films. And we go through so much technical effort to be able to do that, that people are learning technology. It's good there, right? Yeah. Seems to be, I mean, that's not how our education system should be set up. But hey. But if they don't want to teach us this kind of stuff at school, who else is going to teach us? Cody tutorials. Those Cody videos. I suppose, yeah. All right, fine. Video games. So I have an issue, right? Video. Video games. Is this about? Yeah. So I I used to play a lot of Xbox. Yeah. And um, my biggest frustration with playing games is that I always feel like I'm wasting time. And I feel like if I stop playing a game yeah. and spend couple of hours on it in my head i'm like shit i could have been doing something more productive i could have been doing some writing or you could watch games. some movies and tvs that you can review for movieville yeah and that's my biggest issue but i want to play games okay and i want to be i want to unwind how is this a notable because you said anything that's not to do with movies <laughs> okay yeah go on go for it and so this really, I just, I'm, I'm curious as to how you. All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. How do you separate that? How do you not feel as stupid as it sounds? Guilty for playing games. Um. I only feel guilty for playing games if I spend too many hours playing games over consecutive days. If I spend a few hours, maybe longer, maybe four or five hours. If I just get into it. Um. I don't feel guilty because I've done my research. Do you know Jane McGonagall? No. I'd say, uh, make a uh, quick note on there so we can put it on the thing. Uh, anyone that has had a similar thought should immediately go to Ted and watch all the talks by uh, Jane, I think it's Jane McGonagall, um, Dr. Jane McGonagall. If you watch any of the... Uh, talks. She will talk about the history of humans and playing games, and how um, games provide a simulation, a, a place for us to actually experience dealing with problems and dealing with um, success in many ways. Getting a, a high through endangering ourselves with with the with the danger of failure, which because it's a simulation, we do it in from a, a place of safety, and that's a, an incredible psychological. Um, 
uh, practice. We've humans have been gaming in different ways, whether it's you know Monopoly, Scrabble, twenty years ago, or playing with the rune stones a thousand years ago, or whatever it is. We've been playing games um, together and on our own for many, many years, and it's part of our evolution. It's a thing that we do. It just so happens that we we now do it with these tools and you know Xboxes and Playstations. But I find it a form of um, uh, downtime. I find it a form of almost uh, meditation because I'm not doing anything serious. I, I don't. I can stop it at any point. Yeah. It doesn't stress me out. It relaxes yeah. me. It makes me stop thinking about the past, the present, and my problems in my life. Yeah. So f- from from that perspective, it's you could call it a form of mindfulness because it okay. occupies your mind with something that is actually mundane and unimportant yeah um which makes you very present so I, I i find it very very useful in my life awesome that helps oh, that's good i'm gonna watch those videos <laughs> there but, is a link in the references um broken mixer you spent an hour fixing a broken mixer which is now fixed so yeah what's next that was it. It was just got itself, got his. Uh, I can't use that phrase. It's sexist. Uh, no phrases. I can't think of phrases. Fuck it. It's fixed now. It had to discharge. That. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Where did it? Did it discharge? Can't, there's oh, no nothing. phrases left. <laughs> Mr. Robot season three. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. There's uh, references to Trump. Really? References to Russia and China and the political decisions that are being made based on uh, currency currency shenanigans going on between countries. Um, you get to meet certain people. Oh, you seen second season? Yes. So you know White Rose? Yes. Okay, there's more of that. It's, um, wow, it's getting good again. It was had a had a saggy bit. I don't know. Season two, it felt like especially the second half of season season two felt like it was really going somewhere. Yeah, that's what, well, that's what I mean. The first half of season two is oh, when, when yeah. I thought they'd yeah, lost yeah, yeah. it. I thought it's just just weird. All right, uh, Narcos season three. Yes, you're on. seen it, finished it. How did you find that? Great. It was um, what I love about these. Sh- I love. Each season is brilliant in its own right. You don't necessarily have have to have had to watch the first season almost to kind of follow the story because it's each season follows a different kind of uh, um, arc, I guess. Yeah. Um, and season three does just that. We've obviously seen the, the fall. Up. Are we giving spoilers here? No, no spoilers. Historical I event. mean, anyone who's studied history will know the story yeah, anyway. We've but... seen the fall of. Um, the hell yep, is his yep, name? Yep. Fuck. What's his name? Pablo Escobar. Escobar, yeah, yeah Pablo. Um, we've seen the fall of Escobar. We've uh, we've now seen the rise of the Cali Cartel. Yeah. And this, have you seen that yet, season three? No. Okay, we've seen... I've not seen season two either, so you're just telling me everything. Fine, so we just... Which is what I said, don't spoil this for. So we've seen... Well, now, just so ignore we, me, it's fine. So we now see... What happens in season four? <laughs> I can't tell you. I can actually, I can tell you because something does happen. Um, now it's the development of these characters that we've seen cool. um, briefly in season two and it's it's brilliant and I've told you before that 
It's the development of characters that I'm always more interested in rather than the development of stories. See, okay, I remember growing up listening to, you know, the urban legend of Pablo Escobar in, in the 80s. Yeah. And I just thought this is just bollocks. But when you watch Narcos, it's yeah. like even more bollocks. It's like, how is this real? How did, what? Yeah. This is, a, how, how did it make you feel to live in a, live in a world where this is real? It's mental. It's, I can't even fathom the fact that this kind of shit probably still does happen. It's, it's ridiculous. It's almost how you feel about UFOs. How you feel about UFOs. <laughs> Surely it's how you feel about UFOs. Yeah. Um, I don't feel anything about UFOs because I'm just waiting to see the evidence. The evidence is there, man. Have you not seen the blurry pixel oh, pictures? Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord <laughs> Jesus. Um, what is law? <laughs> law. <laughs> is <laughs> really cool. It's a podcast. Yeah. And it's a podcast about the past and about fear and about how humans have dealt with certain things in times gone past. And it's so good that some producers at Amazon have picked it up and turned the content of the first season of the podcast into a TV series. Oh, I've seen this advertise on Firestick. Yeah. That was, oh, that, yes. Okay. I thought yeah. It's really good. Okay. It'll, yeah, it'll, it'll get you scratching your head. Thinking what we were, and 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 it's. I mean, it's it's amazing because it's a podcast that's gone to a series. Yeah, yeah. But it's also good because in, it's inherently good. It's in, intrinsically good uh, because of what it shows us and tells us about our nature without science and education and where we came from. Not very long ago, yeah. we are still at the beginning of this whole enlightenment thing. Did we watch any movies? Um, we watched Thor Ragnarok. Have we discussed this? No. Oh, shit. Shit. Thor. Yes. Should we do a part two? <laughs> um, I really enjoyed this film. Uh, it's the second best Marvel film that I've seen. Uh, what's the best one? Civil War. Oh, right. Okay. No, this is the best one for me. I can see why. I can see why. It was awesomes. Yeah, I think I'm more emotionally uh, connected to Civil War than I am. I've seen the others. I really like them, but this was better. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. This was better. I like this one. It was the best. It was the best. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. So um, I don't think... This is the thing. I don't think there's much... I think it's a mark of a good film when there's not a lot that you can talk about. <laughs> Do you mean, does that make sense? Like, there's not a lot I can say that was wrong with this film. Yeah. Um, I can't think of many discussion points apart from... I think uh, Banner and Thor's t- discussions. Okay. That There were some parts of it that were a little bit too pantomime-y for me. Yes, yeah. Um, but they still had enough... And we'll come on to this again. We had, they still have enough um, exploration of character yeah and background to make it not so pantomime yeah um taika ytd he's so good yeah he's so good at the, like directing have you seen his interviews oh he's so good 
He's so funny. He's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and ad- addictive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, he is genius. I mean, he brought something to that film which none of the other directors have been able to do, which is to actually address the odd world that I don't think anyone else could have really directed that as well because he's used to portraying if you watch some of his i've seen some of his short films that he made years ago yeah which were nominated for awards and things and he's very good at bringing odd things to the screen and and putting them in perspective of our normal world and letting us explore and feel that that's a normal part of we are odd humans are odd creatures um, and we do odd things and even non-humans are odd in their behavior how why he is the way he is oh he's so good has he got have you had his ted talk no (laughs) <laughs> it's very funny what is it what is the TED talk on creativity nice so you've never seen the Albert Finney I know I didn't even know uh, I'd heard original. of is it Inspector Poirot Detective Poirot Poirot yeah I've heard of Hercule yes I've heard of Poirot <coughs> um, yeah Poirot Hercules Poirot um, Hercules Poirot <laughs> and he yeah because you know yes but I'd never seen this film before, uh, at least the original one. I never really knew much about it. I knew that it was a thing. I knew I'd heard the title being thrown around places, but I'd never seen it or understood the premise. I've never seen it before. This is the first time I'd, I'd experienced okay. the, this this plot concept film. All right. Well, it's it's uh, an old old film made many years ago and uh, had lots of people in it. There was anyone who was anyone in Hollywood was in it. Uh, uh, Sean, I think Sean Connery was in it. Um, and Albert, Albert, what's his name? Played uh, Poirot, from what I remember. Uh, I haven't seen it for a long time. Anyway, uh, oh no, yeah, Connery was Arbuthnot, was he? I think. Uh, you'd have to look it up on the Imadub website. Also, Ray was in it. Ray. Uh, Daisy Ridley was in it in the new one not in the old one if she was in the old one it would be weird she would be like a baby um, so there's one in 1974 that's the one that's what I'm thinking of so that's why I said it's been it's been made a few times yeah uh, and so everyone knows the ending of the story did you know the ending of the story so how did, did you not. find it it was good I'd never really I'd never really seen many murder mysteries before um, and this was fun to watch it was really fun to watch um a classic whodunit. No, it is a, it's a classic. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Agatha Christie. Yeah. Uh, Agatha Christie is like uh, the Doctor's favourite author. He reads a lot of Agatha Christie. The Doctor. Which one? There's only one. Oh. What's, uh, what's next on the list? And the doctor went back in time oh. and inspired oh, a guy called a guy called Charles Dickens. Is this recording? Is this recording? Yeah. Fuck. Why? What is wrong? We're talking about Doctor Who again. The doctor went back and inspired a guy called Charles Dickens. Did it actually happen in real life? No. Oh. And Dickens is. Poirot's favourite author. How about that? You're not feeling this, are you? What? 
I, just, I, I can't. What's wrong? I can't you? even Doctor Who. I can't. You can't even Doctor Who. All right. Deadpool trailer. Have you seen it? No. Yes. yes. Hang on. Have I seen it? The new one where he's standing in front of a canvas and he's painting. And he's got like a, a wig on. He's like a 70s, out, 70s outfit on. Yeah. He's got like an Afro wig. I've not seen it. It's a really strange trailer. It's more of a teaser. So it's like the three quarters of the trailer is him talking to the camera. As usual. Yeah, it's really weird. And then cut to excessive shots of Deadpool-ness. Okay. And then there's like, ends up with like a poster of all the characters in the film and we get to see Cable. Cable? Yeah. Okay. It's really cool. Uh, What's his face? Josh Brolin. Right. Uh, Looks really good. Looks pretty badass. Josh Brolin gets to play Cable. Yeah. And he also plays... Jonah Hex. Jonah Hex? Yeah. No? What? Yeah. He plays... What's his name? Who? Thanos. Yeah. What's going on? It's weird, isn't it? Hang on, they're they're both Marvel characters. But different properties. Not for long. Yeah, I know, yeah. Did you see the movieville tweet? I did. And I, I also had it on a, I was listening to the Hollywood Reporter podcast, but they were talking about how it may not go through. They are also a good source. <laughs> yeah, go on. Um, it was, actually wasn't the Hollywood Reporter, it was the podcast called The Movie Business, and she was interviewing someone from. Right, okay. Um, yeah. Are you showing me trailer? Ah, uh, that looks familiar. I think I have seen that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Rampage trailer. Have you seen this? No. It's ridiculous. What is Rampage? <laughs> I saw it this morning. So Rampage is, it just looks like it's, I don't know, it looks like a kid has thought of an idea that was probably like a paragraph long and someone's made it into a film. So um, The Rock's in it. And so he's like a zookeeper or something and he's looking after a gorilla, uh, an albino gorilla. And um, oh, okay. then this gorilla encounters some kind of gas and all of a sudden he starts growing slowly and he starts growing and growing and growing and all of a sudden he's rampaging through the city wow. because the government is trying to take him down. And then there is also a giant-sized crocodile and a giant-sized wolf. And they're shitting and fucking up the city. And the rock is trying to tell the gorilla to calm down. And it's hilarious. It do, it just is hilarious. Have you seen the trailer for this? I feel like you need to watch the trailer. Uh, it's, it will make you laugh. It's hilarious. It almost feels like rock is playing. He's, it's a satire film. I, I can't even take it seriously. But it, it's directed by the guy, from, the guy who directed San Andreas. It sounds like a remake of Digby, the biggest dog in the world. I bet you've never seen that film. No, I haven't. I have not. That was made in 1973. Interesting. About a sheepdog that would just grow and grow and grow, didn't stop growing, and then became the biggest dog in the world. I don't know. So The Rock is in the Digby remake. And it's called Rampage. 
cool. Oh, okay. So it's based on the 1980s video game. Oh, Rampage Rampage. Yeah. Oh, now it all makes sense. Not Rampage Jackson, the MMA fighter. (laughs) 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 See, I've never... Okay. Yeah, this, look. Okay. (laughs) Fair enough. Oh, it makes sense now. And, And a bit of Digby. Yeah, I don't even understand these references. 1973. Let's get to the big ticket item. It's too late. It's been an hour. Okay. All right. Well, if you've enjoyed that, (laughs) part two coming up. No, let's talk about it. Justice League. Oh, yes. Let's watch that film. Uh, I want you to go first. Really? Yeah. I've got two bits. Let's see if you can change my opinion of this. <laughs> so, for quick reference, if you haven't heard uh, the last like three episodes or whatever. Where are your notes? Uh, I should be there. Um, when Wonder Woman came out, uh, <laughs> I thought it was... An okay film. I enjoyed it. It was a good film. Um, and then yeah. Kushal started going through the things that made it a bad film. And then all of a sudden, I didn't like that film so much anymore. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's fine. But you made valid points. And I'm hoping you don't do that. To- no, no, no. I know you're going to make <laughs> valid points. Um, I'm hoping you don't make valid points. I'm hoping you don't change my mind. But um, I'm, I'm pretty certain I'm going to enjoy this film. I've enjoyed this film. Go on, you. Uh, there's a lot. I mean, let's let's get it down to. I've got some positives at the end, but shall, shall, shall I do some negatives? Yes. And then you do some positives. Okay, go on. Yep. And then I will do uh, a last bit, maybe. Okay. Will you just completely destroy me and then destroy everything no, I've said? No, 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 no. That's not an objective. <laughs> um. You know, unless you're in the middle of Justice League, you're going to tell me that all the Me Too women are liars or or something along those lines. <laughs> okay. What is the deal with this 1970s thing? What 1970s thing? He's like some... Uh... <laughs> who, who are you talking the, about? The whole 1970s jive talk. Is that in the Aquaman comic? <laughs> My man, <laughs> I dig it. Dressed like a bat. Uh, what? <laughs> it never stopped. It was just really distracting because, like, where is he? Is this how? Is this? Did it happen in the seventies? Maybe Atlantis or the Atlanteans have their culture sort of stuck because it sank during the sixties and seventies. I don't know. I don't know what they were going for there. It was odd. Um, okay, then we have uh, some. It was an okay film. Now I'll take back the DC can't make films because there is a film that they've made that's good, and it's called Man of Steel. Yep, Man of Steel is a film film. It's adventurous. It's different. It has a lot of heart, and 
I've watched it three or four times and every time just feel like, yes, this is a film. It'd be really good if they made a sequel to this. Yeah, and I agree. I think um, Man of Steel definitely tops the list of, of DC films and there haven't been many. So um, it, it is going to be hard to beat because I think what you said describes it perfectly is that it has a lot of heart. Um, there was a graphic novel that came out probably around the, probably around the same time uh, called um, Man of Steel Earth One or something like that. Okay. Um, and the two stories are very similar. So the story of Man of Steel and this this graphic novel. And the premise is simple, is that he's been Superman for a while, but he's had to leave because he's not sure how to tackle being human and being a Kryptonian, Kryptonian even. Kryptonian. Um, and I think that's what this film was. It was tackling things like how to be a human and how to be a Kryptonian and that was his internal conflict and that's there was so much there there was they gave us a chance and the, the film gave us a chance to get to know who Clark was and who Kal-El was and who Superman was and I think that's what made it a good film that there was that depth in the character and I think that that's what the rest of these films are lacking is that they don't have that depth um, which is unfortunate. But yes. I like to think, and speaking from a selfish perspective, I know these characters and I don't okay. feel like I need to know the depth like, because I know these characters and I've seen them in different types of media. I've read about them. I've seen the animated shorts. I've seen the animated films and I've seen all this stuff. So I feel like this, I've got enough context to, to be able to love what I see on screen. Does that make sense? And in those animated movies and yep. things, does Aquaman have jive talk? He does not. No, I still don't know what that is about. I didn't know. I, I could. I couldn't. I couldn't not laugh. That's that was my immediate reaction to that. So I think Snoop said it best when he said, "You have to find your own voice." Yep. Yep. Yeah. They've seem to have sat there and watched the Marvel films again and again and again and again, and then said, well, we're probably taking ourselves too seriously. It's very dark and serious, but that's how the DC universe is. And they've introduced things which are just stolen straight from the, the, the Marvel stuff. And they've now produced a film that is a safe film. This is a film, this is the kind of film that a producer would say, we'll give you a million millions of pounds to make that because we are definitely going to get a return it doesn't there's nothing controversial in this film it doesn't explore character in fact there's there's no heart in it at all trailers have no heart because they're trailers and that's why they're good at making trailers because you just make lots of action and put loads of questions in there and make people go ooh, and why is he he's talking jive uh, and all that stuff when you make a movie the Who movie has to have character arcs and story structure. And they kind of just made a series. They made a three-act trailer, which is a very safe thing to make. There was one scene in the entire film that had any kind of depth or heart or character development. And that was Batman's reflection on why the world needs Superman. Batman's reflection of why the world needs Superman and why the world doesn't necessarily need him because his reflection of him, which is a, a, a touch on uh, the whole Dark Knight series yep. 
is that there is a psychological part of Batman that is becoming the suit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There is a that he is Batman and Bruce Wayne is becoming his mask. Yep. And the and the and the outward reflection of that is him realizing the world needs this alien that has become a human. That okay. was the only moment in the entire film that had any kind of depth character sub it was just like wow that's that's a moment in film everything else was just like trailer 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 i don't know i'll have to disagree with you a little bit there because um the thing is with bruce wayne right in this film especially is there was a bit of depth in this character we saw more depth in this film than we did in the last one yes Uh, okay no i wouldn't take that away i'm talking about the film as a film rather than bruce wayne himself i mean actually i really like uh his portrayal of Batman in this. I was yeah, because, mildly surprised. Yeah, because he was, not only what did he, so it was him in his, in the last film, a broken down, kind of older, Batman. Sca- scaredy cat. Yeah, basically, he's, scaredy he's bat. trying, scaredy bat. I feel like he's trying to play it safe. Scaredy bat. Just like you think the film is. Um, <laughs> and the thing is, I think, he, I, I saw a very reflective Bruce Wayne in this film. Yes. Um, and it was only until he started teaming up with the rest of them where we started to see him almost see it strange, a bit of confidence. Does that make sense? Okay. Um, he was cracking jokes. He was being a little funny. Um, he was having fun. What was the, were the character arcs for these other characters? Aquaman. He went from, I'm just going to just like serve the people near the sea and then Oh no, your mom was a queen. And tell All everyone right. who Batman is. Uh, yeah, like... What the fuck? What? <laughs> Just what? Yeah. And uh, so there's a, weird, a couple of scenes like that. Yeah. There's another one where he kept going... Like, Lois calling him Clark. Yeah. There's a policeman behind you. Don't call him Clark. I think, though, at that point, it was pretty much a given that he wasn't going to go back to the Danger Planet again. If you notice, obviously, when Lois goes back to... yeah. She, there was no clock there. Yeah. Um, which is weird. I don't know how they're going to handle that. What, is he just going to be Superman full time? Actually, no. He will be, won't he? Because, yeah, that makes sense. Round table, they'll just be full time superheroes. That's Hall weird. of Justice. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, no character development for Aquaman except when he sits on the magic rope. It's funny. The, the ironic thing here is. You're right in saying that because crazy spoilers, by the way. Here, oh yeah, sorry. Pretty sure. It's fine. There's no story point spoilers. There's no. There's no fucking story. Anyway, I'll get to that. <coughs> yeah. Um, it's funny you say that because even though they've tried to make Aquaman a badass and they've tried to almost turn around the the jokes that people make about Aquaman. Yeah. They've given him little to no development, which kind yeah. of does the same thing. It's like, yeah, but your mum would have done this. Okay, I'm going to need something from you, Big Fork. What? There's no, there's no background. There's no information. There's no depth. It's been edited out. Uh, this feels like it feels like they've just someone's come along and said, no, skip that, skip that, skip that, skip that. Barry Allen. The only reason I know anything about Barry Allen is because of TV. Otherwise, there was very few little bits of information. Cyborg. There was virtually no information. Like, no information. This character is just a spare character. He's in it for the sake of they have to put Cyborg in it. It was almost like a token superhero. 
it was like, why is he in this? Why there's no what is like, yeah, he's a guy that has an interaction with the thing. Yeah, I, I'm not talking from a DC universe perspective. I'm talking from a movie perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. This was a complete waste of time. It was like every scene that was he was in it, and it was like really obvious, right? Someone's going to get damaged here. It's not going to be him, him, or him or her. <laughs> it's going to be that dude, and yep, something happened to him. So, uh, I wish they remarkably fixed quickly, which was again really odd and weird. Like, how do you fix that that quickly? It was just weird. Um, it made no sense. I mean, you don't. There's no logical. Obviously, this film defies logic. There's no logic film. Like, this is not. No, but it has to have. It has to follow its own rules. But this is the thing. The, the the whole premise of this cyborg is that he basically adapts, and is is that he adapts, and if yeah, if anything, if he breaks, then he can fix himself because he can do all that weird tentacle shit. Well, eventually, he'll have to become cyborg Superman. Hopefully. Um, I feel like they had a massive lead into the Bizarro story um, with with those weird plants and things. Okay, so there's something going on there. I don't know if they'll go that way. I just thought I'd heard. Yeah, that's what I thought. Bizarro, but I can't find yeah. any reference to it anywhere. Yeah. The v- name of the village or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bizarreville. Yeah, yeah. Um, or something. Uh, I'm glad you talked about Bathos the other podcast yep. day, yeah. whatever it was, because. They've just taken that straight off the Marvel films and said, oh, we're going to have Batman doing jokes. Weird jokes. I'm it's bleeding. about time though, because um, he does that in the cartoons. It's always been there. Yeah. Okay. But they've, they t- sorry if we keep interrupting you. They've taken Nolan's Batman too much. They've taken that on too much, I think. And they've used that as almost a template for yeah. how to make the DC films. And, this is a good turning point. I think where they are now, this is where they should go. Uh, and I think this hopefully will set up the rest of the films. They should kind of use the same tone in this, perhaps have a story next time. But I think this is the, this is the thing. So the thing, and I said this about Batman v Superman, this was a film for the fans. Um, okay. It was an out and out brawl. It was an action film. It didn't have to have a story. I know. Yeah, no, no movie needs to have a story. Well, this is it. This is the thing, right? That we know it's leading towards something. We know that Darkseid is going to make some kind of appearance. This is almost what happened with, like, the first few um, Marvel films. Like, we knew Thanos was going to be in it, but we didn't know when. And there was, like, mentions of him here and there. But they were always kind of teasing us. Like, well, maybe Thanos is going to come here. Oh, here's Thanos. Nope, still can't have him. Here's Thanos. Nope, he's not going to do anything, but he's going to send someone else to kill you. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's what they're they're trying to avoid there is that we've got the league now. We've got Lex and we've got... I was going to say something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just need to get Josh Brolin to play um, Darkseid. And, uh, Who does play Darkseid? Oh, we haven't seen him yet. So I've seen... Um, I've played computer games with better rendered and better voiced characters then that i mean what the hell was going on with steppenwolf it was it was <laughs> someone didn't turn up the resolution on their renderer i mean i could almost see pixels on his face that was and there was like some kind of color depth thing that's just not working that was awful it was really awful and fakey fakey and his voice was so overprocessed. just to go away that was just really annoying 
It was nearly as annoying as Henry's face. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. I don't really care too much for Steppenwolf. It wasn't really... To me, the real antagonist to me was the conflict between the characters. There was no conflict. Really? All right, we'll come back to that. Okay. Mr. and Mrs. McGuffin, they were annoying. Basically, Steppenwolf is a sissy. Yes. That isn't going to last more than a couple of seconds against a Kryptonian. Yep. So therefore, when Superman appears, the film is over. Yep. Unless Mr. and Mrs. McGuffin are driving away in their truck and all these other people are in danger, (laughs) represented by Mr. and Mrs. McGuffin, and suddenly... Yeah, fuck these guys. I'm going to go and save the civilians, even if these people who have brought me back to life are being killed by someone who they can't deal with, but I can deal with really easily. I could actually deal with them in a couple of seconds, but no, civilians. He literally ignored Batman. It was hilarious. Like It was like, yeah, fuck this shit. Yeah, like, Barry's got it. Nope, put his hand up. I got this. And it's... (laughs) Yeah, I uh, thought it makes sense. Thank you. It was funny. Um... Yeah, I mean, I can't disagree with that. Look, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deny that there are things wrong with this film. Absolutely, <laughs> that would be weird if it did. Um, fine, this wasn't Thor, right? I, I can agree with that. But what I will say is that there are plenty of things happen in this film that outweigh the bad. Okay, have you got a list? Yes, I do have a list. Actually. Go on then. Superman and Flash, Speed Bands. That was a teaser. Of course it was, but it was amazing. Like, we we haven't seen stuff like... Look. So the best thing about the film was the Easter egg after the credits. No, the, they started that at the beginning as well, though. When? Uh, not the beginning, when they were in the midst of saving MacGuffins. Okay, okay. So, yeah, okay. Called them yeah. Slowpoke, and it was hilarious, and Bants. All right. Um... Also, it felt like, so The Dark Knight Returns, um, Batman v Superman is kind of loosely based off that, but they've, so in the, in the have you read Dark Knight Returns? Read it? Yeah. No. Have you seen it? The animated version? I don't know. So is in it, it when, one of the Amazon ones? Uh, it probably is on there. It probably is on there. I've seen all the Amazon it, ones. Probably. So maybe. So there's a part in there where Superman dies. And when he comes back to life, he's wearing the same clothes that he's wearing in this film. So it's just him and his like dark trousers. Yeah, this sounds familiar. Yeah, and he's a skinny, kind of weaker Superman. But then he kind of absorbs the sun a little bit and then whatever. But I felt like that was a cool little yeah, reference to that. that where this Superman, uh, this weaker Superman, he doesn't say anything to anyone. He's just kind of timid and it's crazy. Yeah, basically. Uh, yeah. Completely have seen that. Um, but that was a cool reference. Then we, I feel like, are we going to give spoilers out? Does it make a difference now? Well, yeah, I don't think we've given that many spoilers. I don't think we should give spoilers, more spoilers. Fine. Then there's that scene with when we first see the story of Steppenwolf. Okay. Steppenwolf backstory scene. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That was exciting as well. Yeah. I heard you get excited. Yeah, that, and then they didn't follow it up. But it's a tease. No conversation, and I think it was just terrible. Yeah, it was like a little 
little flick. But it wasn't a little flick because little there was flick-tees. there was several. I bet if we kind of look it up and see who was it wasn't even a flick; it was a blow. What kind of blow? All right. Um, then there was the post post credit <laughs> sequence. Well, you what? That's not the film. No, it's part of the film. Come no. on. What's good about what's good or what makes the film itself a film? Because those post-credit sequences are, yep. guess what, trailers. Of course, they're going to be good because that's the thing they're good at. They're good at making trailers. So they did a four-part trailer and called it a movie. Fine. All right, back to the film then. Um, so most of your notes are from. Okay. What from what? Like half your notes are from. <laughs> The post film. No, I've got like two <laughs> notes there. All right. Three. Uh, the mention four. Of, huh? Easily four. Shut up. Okay. Then we've got the mention of like how they're going to build a team and his vision for. Look, I'm not going to lie that a lot of the shit felt crowbarred in. Yeah? yeah. Fine. Yeah. That understandable. But if it, if it leads to something better. Then I'm all for it. Like I said to you last episode, I said I'm always going to watch them. I'm always going to watch it out of faith. I'm always going to watch it, hoping that something something good is going to come out of it. And lo and behold, something did good. Something good did come out of this. What we got to see? I mean, I'm always going to see this from a perspective of a fan, and I think no, I, I I'm not not a fan. I just no no no. Not I know a fan of this film. It's not okay. Let's carry on. I'll come oh, back to it. Go, go I'll come back to it. All right. Um, it felt like, like I said to you yesterday, is this was a film that panders to the fans. Yes. Out and out. Like, the, even from the little things, like even when Cyborg says, booyah, like, that's his thing. And when they said that, I was like, mm, fucking no one's going to understand that shit unless they know the character. <laughs> like, just little things like that. And then the Superman versus the Flash, him calling him a slowpoke. Like, just... Things like that made it the film, like made it a Justice League film. Okay. And yeah, fine. I mean, Superman coming back to life and then like completely beating the shit out of Steppenwolf like was kind of stupid and it was just... I see, I don't think that's a spoiler because I think... Yeah, we knew it was obvious. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, like I... If you think Superman coming back is a spoiler, then you're just very naive. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Sorry. it's like if you thought that um, Luke wasn't the last Jedi, because <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, and I mean, also the trailer. How? Oh yeah, the trailer. There's a part missing from the tra- so you know in the trailer where yeah, there's that the scene. Flash, huh? Flash and Cyborg. What happens to Flash and Cyborg? They're having some kind of fight, and it's not in the film. Yeah, that. Yeah. And also the fact that uh, when Alfred is sitting down, he's fucking fixing something or something. Yeah. And then uh, the Jurassic Park thing happens with the with the cup and the water in it. Yeah. And he says, uh, "I was I was starting to think that you weren't going to show up. We don't even know who he's talking to." And that felt like a pretty big part of the film. Yeah. Because it's at the end of an actual trailer. And how can you not like that was like one of the biggest points of discussion for the internet. Yes. Like people were saying, "Oh, it's Green Lantern," or no, it's not Green Lantern. It's something else. So it could be Green Lantern and Superman, or Superman's bought Green Lantern, or something like that. Was I don't understand how they can like remove stuff like that. Have we watched some kind of weird international edit of this film? Probably. 
that would be even more annoying than the film. That kind of stuff frustrates me. That that was annoying. All right. Um, but th- for once, I actually felt satisfied after watching a DC film. Like I walked away from Batman v Superman thinking, yeah, it was good, but I mean, there's a couple of things wrong with it. Maybe it was a bit too long, but there were some badass parts in it. But this, I walked away with a smile on my face. I was like, shit, this was cool. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm too, way, too, way too biased for like this kind of thing. Maybe I should just get out of the movie business. I don't know. Have to review it as a film. It has to be reviewed as a film. Yeah. I mean, if we're okay, fine. Let's if, if we're looking at... What? On its own. If we're looking at it as a film, as a standalone film that has nothing to do with anything... Yeah, I mean, it's not the best film in the world. <laughs> like, it, Suicide Squad is maybe better. I don't even know. <laughs> no, definitely not. Suicide Squad is one of the all-time put films ever. Um, that was just a landmark shite film with so many things wrong with it. This film didn't anyway, it wasn't anywhere near as shit as that. Yeah. So, I mean, the DC films were just comparing how shit one is compared to how shit another <laughs> one is. That's basically the DC story. So far, all these millions invested. Um, can I round it up then? Go on. So, Henry Cavill's body. Yep. That was insane. Yes. I don't know if he's been going to the gym with Chris Hemsworth a lot every day, but he was significantly bigger than he was when he died. I thought, it was, I thought it was much leaner. He was leaner in terms of he had less fat on him, but more muscle. It looked insane. Yeah. His deltoids were just, I don't know where they were going. They're like halfway down his arms, halfway into his neck. Um, he's tall enough that they were able to give him those low cut trousers. And he had those obliques just bulging out of his body. He is Man of Steel. Yes, yeah, you know what I mean? So yeah. he looks like chub, chubbed up there. Yep. He looks chubby and puffy there. And then if you get a shot of um Justice League. But I think it works so well as well because obviously he's been in a coffin for what it's like a year. It's been a year. I don't even know how long it's been in terms of well, I mean, I'm sure he was just prepping his body for this role because he knew it was going to be, a lot of it was going to be like this. It was awesome. So that combined with, um, they had music from absolutely everywhere. Like every age of DC, every incarnation of these characters had their own sort of adjustment, adjusted music things. Um, you were talking about Elfman in the cinema. Yeah, it was brilliant. It was so... For those of you who don't know, Danny Elfman scored the original kind of Batman theme. Yeah. The get that one. Yeah. Uh, and that was John Williams did the original Superman. Yes. That was that in was it. was in there as well, yep. which was brilliant. And then they had, which was fucking amazing. This is why I was I was pushed over the edge here with excitement. <laughs> um, the ju- they had elements of the Justice League theme in it. Right. Okay. Uh, if you listen to the soundtrack and you listen to like the, the first, I think first no second track on the album. There's elements of the Justice League theme in there and where uh, there's a track called Justice League United or Justice United, whatever. Um, you can hear elements of the animated series in there and it's like, they've, they are literally pandering to the fans. Like this is, no one's going to understand this unless you know these characters and you know the, their media and all this kind of stuff. 
And then they've even got, I don't know if you picked it up, they've even got elements from the, the Flash TV series. They've got that in there as well. So it was cool. And even they picked up, obviously, they, they used the, the Krypton track from the Hans Zimmer Man of Steel yes. soundtrack. So it was, it was brilliant. Like they used, they used it from everywhere. And the only thing obviously they didn't have was the Cyborg thing because we don't know what Cyborg's theme is. We don't have a theme. Um, who is that guy? Who is that guy? Um, but yeah, though it was, it was brilliant. That was probably the most exciting part of it was that they were going back to the roots. And I think these, that, this specific soundtrack made it a less serious film as well. Yes, yeah, that and the stealing of the whole bathos things that you were talking about. Um, I also like the fact that besides Steppenwolf being straight out of the Xbox version of the Justice League, um, like a really badly rendered designed character, apart from that, I love the simplicity of this script. It was nice and simple. They didn't try anything overly special there's no experiments. Everything was by the book. There's nothing controversial. Th- these are all, I'm sure, production choices to say, Aside don't go Batman there. using a gun. Well, yeah. I mean, even that was, it. it's always been there because he, he had yeah, machine yeah. guns on his bike. It was yeah, like yeah. the whole thing about, oh, Batman doesn't use guns unless they're mounted on his vehicles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, right. He only uses massive guns. I think the last film kind of, we kind of scratched that rule anyway. Yeah, so so that was awesome. And really, how long is that going to last? You know, the guy is just like a middle-aged alcoholic that Thomas dresses Wayne. up, that dresses up as a yeah a superhero because he's got the money. And when he's covered in bruises, he doesn't go to A and E. He just downs another whiskey. <laughs> I mean, I actually like that because I yeah. thought, okay, this is this is this guy's just given up. But this is it. It wasn't. Whereas the... I think think the action in this film was subtle, is what I was going to say. Accidentally subtle. Yeah. And I think, whereas the Avengers films can easily be catered to kids, this probably wasn't a kid's film. Um, Kids are going to watch it, though. Yeah, of course they're going to watch it, but it wasn't like they were saying shit all over the place and then they were saying, uh, not even that, what else was there? Obviously the alcoholic references and all this kind of stuff. I mean... It felt like a grown-up superhero film. I guess the next thing that was good was um, Henry Cavill's body. You mentioned that already. Uh, have I? <laughs> Lois was like touching it. Oh, yes, she and, was. Uh, yeah, yeah. She wasn't even sure if she should touch it. But and then when she did, it was like she just closed her eyes for a second. <laughs> and it was like, I'm touching Superman's Is that you imagining you're doing? Because your hands itself. are out right now. Your hands kind of... Um, yes, that's what I'm doing. Um... And she was like touching his chest, but looking at his obliques. And I was like, this is, they've really thought about this. She's, she's there. She, That's depth in character right there. She doesn't want to waste no time. <laughs> she, she might die again. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, the teasers were, were cool. I mean, the first teaser was, was what you've already been sort of talking about it. And the second teaser feels like it should have been in the film um, yeah definitely I think that was pathetic stealing from Marvel not putting that in the film I have to disagree I don't know I can't, I can't. it's just there's it no need to put it at the end of the trailers I think it's almost a, I don't think it's stealing anymore I think it's it's a given when you watch a superhero film ah, it's really? a given I think it's just a rule 
a rule. Yeah. Fine, Marvel might have made it famous, but DC are kind of jumping on the bandwagon, but they're not stealing anything. And again, that's pandering to the fans because people who don't want to watch it will leave. And the people who are interested in these stories and interested in the, what's going to happen next will stay. Yeah, but it's just like an ordeal. It's like you're, you're doing this whole ordeal thing. It's like I, Daniel Blake thing. Like the people who want it the most will sit through the ordeal of having to sit there through the fucking trailers. All I want to do is watch the next bit of this film, which has not been put at the end of the film, it's put at the end of the trailers. Now with the Marvel thing, if you skip and go, it's okay because it's just a little jokey thing or a reference to something else. What they did was put a significant part of the long-term story arc at the end of the trailers. No, that's not how it works. They They even stole it and they did it wrong. It was I didn't I didn't like it. Where was Hank? There's no Hank anywhere. Oh, I know what they're gonna do. Sorry, ignore me. So they're gonna they're gonna they I know what they've done. They've made Cyborg yeah. separate. So in the comics there is a connecting arc between Cyborg, Cyborg Superman, okay. and other things like yeah. that happen something that happens to John Jones along the way. Yeah. What they've they're separating those story arcs using names. That's why there's no mention of anyone called Hank Henshaw. See. I get it. I get it. Okay. Well, I also like that because again, that creates a little bit of simplicity because DC stuff does step on its own toes every now and then. Um, so um, those are all positive things. Um, I mean, if, if for no other reason, I would watch it again Yep. to see Henry Cavill's body again. <laughs> and, and, and from that perspective, uh, my final conclusion or review of this film of this DC film would be that it's not completely shit. Okay. Yeah. Which is a really positive thing. Absolutely. For recent DC films. Yep. No, I can't disagree with that, but I wouldn't, I would say it's between okay and good. I think I will go cinema and watch it again. Should we go and watch it again? Yeah. Thursday. Are we going cinema on Thursday? Yeah. Is there nothing else to watch? What's out? Oh, we won't watch that Ingrid Goes West. Aubrey Plaza? Yes. Yeah. Watch that. Oh, is that out on Thursday? Yes, that came out the same day as Justice League. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, she she's... completely blew it out the water with her role in Legion. I haven't seen that. She's in Legion? Yeah. yeah. Big time. Did they cancel that though? What? Don't know. It's awesome. I hope they didn't cancel it. I'd love to watch another season of that. Oh no, they haven't cancelled it. What needs to happen with Legion is they need to take Disney need to buy out that part of 20th Century Fox and then Disney or Marvel need to make the next season of Legion and connect it directly to other characters. The MCU. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Right. That'd be cool. That's what we're missing. I think there's, there has yet to be aside from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., They've, they've yet to have a decent crossover with the movies and the TV series. They don't, yeah, they just don't want to do that. Yeah. It's like the writers are sitting in different rooms. Yeah. And even if, even if there was like a glimpse of something happening, like we see in the background or we see the characters or we see like what I was really hoping for and what I'm really hoping happens, and of course it's not going to happen, is the Defenders being Infinity War. That 
would make that universe complete. Well, they, they could do that because that's not a problem. No, they could, but whether they will or not is is another the story, which is, that's where it's frustrating. I'll just be happy seeing Guardians in there. What, in Defenders? Well, oh, yeah, that'd be good too. Yeah. All right. I think that's the end of our mutterings. I think, <laughs> I think we could still edit this down to a reasonable size. Yep. Um, good luck with that. I'm joking. Bring it over if you want and we'll do it together. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Well, if you like that, hit subscribe and Odyssey Collection. Um, we're on. We're all over the place now, man. Just listen to us, Jesus. We're on TuneIn, Stitcher, Jesus. Overcast, Acast, iTunes, everywhere. Basically, we're not on Spotify yet, though, because Spotify seems to have a, a large database of podcasts. Have you seen this? Spotify. Yeah. It probably costs money to go in there or something. Yeah, I'll check. Um, but we're all over the place. So you'll find us. So type in Movieville Podcast, you'll find us. Um, but thank you for all of you who are listening right now and continue to listen to our podcast. It is greatly appreciated. Please, I know no one does, but if you do any feedback, send it across to us or speak to one of us. You know who we are. They do. I get emails. I don't get emails. It's really rude. We're on Twitter, man. Just tweet us. You've got 280 characters to play with. So just tweet us. Um, and that's it. We hope you've enjoyed this month's episode. Uh, we'll see you in four. I've been Curran. I'm a Kushel. Bye. You know, like people I know me are saying, your name's Kushal. Why do you call yourself Kushal? It's true. But that's what people have always called me. I guess I don't know. Kushal. Kushal. I don't know. How shall I say my name? It's in like I don't, I, don't, I don't say Gurun because no one's going to be able to pronounce that. Well, that's why, that's why I don't say Kushal. Yeah. So you say Kurun. What do you say? My name's Curran. Or Curran. Curran? Curran. Yeah, Curran. Curran is like an Irish name. <laughs> Curran. It? So it works. The C-U-R-R-A-N is yeah, the yeah, yeah. term. Whereas Kushal. It's not a name. But, it's but, not, it's but not people a thing. say Vishal. Vishal, yeah. V-S-H-A-L. <laughs> Vishal. <laughs> Vishal Go. <laughs> Alright. Alright. Bye.